A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Allison. Great to see you too. Big shakeup in the presidential race. Well, the race for second place anyway. Not for the nomination, actually. I um I texted our mole up in New Hampshire. Chris Chrissy is speaking as we speak, or unless he's just wrapped up. I rolled up in New Hampshire and asked him. Uh um, I asked him, can Christy going, going, Christy's just uh, quit the race, mean Haley can win New Hampshire? He says, no, Trump wins Iowa with 50 plus uh, percent. Uh, Ron DeSantis drops out his supporters back. Trump Trump wins New Hampshire with 50 percent the end. And then, then I said, then and what? probably they'll probably drag through South Carolina too, where Nikki Haley <laughs> will also come in second place. Right. And then I said, then what happens in November? He says, President Kamala. That is my friend Michael Graham. That may not have been for uh, for public consumption, but there you go. You got it anyway. Um, so, do you think that D- the DNC is really going to let President Kamala happen, or I mean, do you think they're going to let nominee Kamala happen? The problem is, and I was talking to some friends about this because my feeling is that, and has been for a while, that they're going to try and make a switch at the convention. That right before the convention, all the delegates are selected. They're all there. Biden's won everything for the nomination. They go to the convention. Biden says, you know, my health, my family, Hunter problems. We should get to the Hunter problems a little bit. You know, I can't do this. I'm going to bow out. At which point, I think then the delegates are just all unbound and can vote for who they want. The problem is the Democratic convention this year is super late. Yeah. Um, it's, right. Let me look up exactly it's when in it August. is. Yeah, it's in August, and like early voting, I think, starts in some states. Does it start in October or September? It's like, you know, six weeks away from the convention. It's not that long. Um, It's a very short timeline, so you have to bring in somebody nationally known. I don't know if they try and bring in Hillary. I don't know if they try and bring in Gavin Newsom. A bunch of these people, I'm sure, will try if they have Biden bow out at the convention. I don't know... They also have still a good number of super delegates. Yep. I think it's like two thirds regular delegates and about a third super delegates, if I recall correctly. So that 
affects things also because those are people chosen by the party to vote. So obviously they control that. They don't have as many as they used to have after people were mad in 2016 about superdelegates. Yeah. They they lowered the numbers of superdelegates, but it's, they still have a lot of those. And I do think from their perspective, they would be worried about the prospect of like having a loose ball at the convention like that. Well, I mean, Kamala doesn't have the apparatus to be able to pull anything at the convention. I mean, you're right. It would be Newsom, right? That's how you do it. If I mean, if they don't. I don't think if they're looking at the loose ball and saying this is catastrophic because Trump's going to walk into this thing, and he has gotten some separation in some. I of mean, these I think they'd be afraid to have nominee Kamala versus Trump. Of course they would. That's why it's got to be Newsom. It can only be Newsom. Unless it's Michelle Obama. Uh, yeah, Michelle Obama's a good one, too. I mean, I, th- I think if there's a loose ball, do you, do you not think Hillary Clinton goes for it at the convention also? Well, I, She still like, has I, operatives and stuff. Like, what she the- would still have connections. Because if you recall, I mean, and I assume these rules vary a bit by state, <laughs> but the delegates are chosen at caucuses that's like the most highly engaged party people. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like very likely that you could end up. I mean, I think who the delegates are is going to matter a lot this year for the Democrat side. I mean, I don't think it matters at all remotely on the Trump side. I think Trump is the, unless Trump's plane falls out of the sky like this. Trump's going to be the Republican nominee. There's not like much to work with here if you're a Republican. But on the Democrat side, like I think who those delegates are that go to the convention is going to matter a lot. Because if if nothing else, it's going to matter because it's going to determine whether or not the party thinks it's safe to pull Biden out at the last minute. Well, and then I don't know what happens. So you think they're going to pull him out against his will? Um, no pressure him to bow out. I mean, like either way, okay. The party's not going to want to do this. So, and here's my question, right? Because early voting starts maybe like six weeks or something after this convention, like a month later. It's it's very mm-hmm. late. And, you know, so you have to have ballots printed and stuff. My question is what happens if the convention nominates Biden, if he doesn't drop out, and then a week after the convention, he bows out? Then does the party just choose? I mean, I assume they have rules written for that. But, I mean, like, that's a... That's crazy an, scenario. Well, right, and then and any that would make it look like you're usurping Kamala, and you will lose a part of the uh, people will be pissed about that. Oh yeah, at least if you do it at the convention, it's still like sort of representative. Another black woman having to clean up white men's problems. Right. Ooh, that would be a tough one. A tough one. I mean, these the party people are are cold blooded, so they could give a damn. Right, but I don't think they're going to want to. I don't know that Biden is physically and mentally up to this race. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do debates against Trump. I assume if they, they have them, they they'll just refuse any. to. Yeah, he won't. Re- yeah, he'll refuse to, which is a good idea for, for him. Um, but, but then and, again, and you Trump know, Biden, might not really want to either, by the way. Trump could debates. shout himself into, uh, you know, into debate disaster, kind of like a lot of people felt he did last time. Um. But, you know, it's also harder. So so for the Republicans, before we get to the general, the Republicans, the idea is Christie is going to, this is wink-wink, Chris, Christie is taking care of Nikki Haley. So, 
like Graham says, they give it to Haley, and mm-hmm. and she so this and, has she, been... she she uh has there's a dog fight at least for New Hampshire a little bit. So yeah, so this has been the big debate, right? Is that there's been you know some polling out recently contradicted by some other polling, but kind of within the margins of each other. There's been some polls that have shown Nikki Haley being kind of close-ish mm-hmm. to Donald Trump. Some in some of the polls, not all of them, but in some of them, she's like getting within single digits of Donald Trump. So, but and you can also feel the collective will of Northeast Republicans really wanting that to be a thing. <laughs> right. They're really, they're wishing this. You know, they say that the in the early, right. in the 70s, the hippies made the Pentagon um, levitate for a second as some kind of lore thing. Right. They're really, everybody concentrate, concentrate. <laughs> They're trying right. to make this thing happen. So, yeah. But have you seen the hot mic moment from today? We'll get to that. But let oh, me, let cool. me, can I add a little bit of background I here like to this? I like s why am I? Because you just what, told me to shut up, that? and now you're whipping me. It's not really S and I'm into it. I didn't. I just <laughs> said, "Can we I'm get to it. that in a moment?" That's fine. Um, so no, you said we'll get to that. And you did, <laughs> did this. Like, hush okay. my little mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, so like a tiny bit of background to this is that this polling has shown Nikki Haley maybe within striking distance in New Hampshire in a few of the polls. So the idea being Nikki Haley and Chris Christie are both sort of the anti-Trump lane. And so the idea is Chris Christie, they've been saying this for a while and Chris Christie's been kind of been mad about it saying, you know, people have been saying in the Nikki Haley camp, Chris Christie needs to drop out because will get a lot of those voters, unlike, you know, DeSantis voters that'll probably go to Trump. Right. You notice they're not pressuring DeSantis to get out. Right. No, before New yet. Hampshire, yeah, right. which he may do before New Hampshire anyway. But um, so they want Chris Christie to drop out so that Nikki Haley can get his voters so that then, you know, she can beat Trump in New Hampshire. And then they're like envisioning some path happens. Right. Right. So that's the plan and the Chris Christie group has balked at this because among other problems, Nikki Haley hasn't ruled out being Trump's vice president. So she would in a second. (laughs) She would in a second, but Chris Christie has staked his whole political pundit career on being the anti-Trump guy. He's like, I'm running to not get Trump elected. So the Nikki Haley people are going, well, you're getting Trump elected because you won't drop out. And his people have been responding and saying, well, what's going to happen when I drop out, endorse Nikki Haley, and then Nikki Haley goes and joins the Trump campaign? What's that going to look like from the perspective of I'm the anti-Trump guy? Well, I mean, really, he's going to get a job on network TV. Uh, Well, right, but he doesn't want... His job is to yell at Donald Trump for the next four years. Right, but... His job is to yell at Donald but Trump. But he doesn't for the want to annoy her if she's going to go exactly. join him. So yeah, that cares? hurts his anti-Trump cred if Nikki Haley goes and joins Trump immediately after he drops out to endorse her, right? So this has been the ongoing drama, and Nikki Haley won't rule out being Trump's vice president. I personally think she's probably on the short list to be Trump's vice president because Trump literally is the swamp now. Yeah, like the short list, not the list that he likes, definitely. No, but the people wants, around him. He wants Little Miss Arizona or somebody, or maybe Esther today, um, my girl. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've always had her on the list of people that I think is highly probable, and nobody listens to me, but I think Nancy Mace is highly likely Did to be his Did you see that blouse she was wearing today, Alice? 
Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my goodness. And she was angry, which makes you happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yes. like she girls. can tell me to shut up anytime. <laughs> so you, you want her to send you to jail like she was trying to send Hunter Biden to Absolutely. jail today? Denigrate me. <laughs> humiliate me. Yes, but should okay. we get to the okay? Okay, we're I'm being called out for saying balked again instead balked. of balked. Yes, I noticed that <laughs> I'm too. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I just do. I have read. I don't watch when enough you, baseball games. I guess Lexington, I don't know. The <laughs> uh, yacht bunny set will use balked in February <laughs> all month. Believe me, balked. Um. So, yeah. So this has been the drama. So then, I mean, he was still saying he was definitely not going to drop out. He's doing campaign events today, etc. And then. Is it Mark Mark Halpern who who broke this, saying that he's going to drop out at his campaign event today at five? So that was like on Twitter this afternoon. People right. were saying he was dropping out, um, and then he did. But um, have you heard this yet? Uh, I mean, I saw that it was happening. I did not listen to it. Except so no, the hot he- mic moment. Yeah, yeah. So the hot mic moment is different. Yeah. So he before he gave his speech, he's kind of in the backstage and he's mm-hmm. having a conversation with somebody. In this, they catch. This gets caught up in the hot mic. You know. Yeah. Oh, and you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far, just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far, fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, and she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. And she's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he's going to he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. Oh, I t- you know, I talked to De- DeSantis called me, petrified so that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. Well, yeah, he is probably getting out after Iowa. So this fades out here, but right. This fades out there. That was good. It would have been good though. So DeSantis has already tweeted, by the way, that Christie said she would get smoked. So vote for me. Right. This is great. I, I, that was, that's a great hot mic moment. It's a yeah, and the thing is, she is gonna get smoked. So what happens she's to like, the endorsement then? Doesn't this he's make, not endorsing her tonight, though. No, I he's know. Just dropping out. But he, she's not up for this. Is more than just gonna get smoked. That means she doesn't have. She that, doesn't have it. We all know this, right? But how, how is he supposed to endorse her as having it when he just said he she doesn't have it? Well, I don't think he was planning to endorse her because he's scared she's gonna end up in the Trump campaign, and he doesn't want to have endorsed half of the trump campaign but but that's the but only anyway, difference that but anyway i think this is all misguided anyway because and you know you and i have talked about this because we've we've talked to people <clears throat> that we know in new hampshire like friends of friends and stuff have said they love christy mm-hmm. you know and like for whatever reason like the new hampshire people like christy and his brand and his style i don't necessarily think i know Nikki Haley's been overperforming in New Hampshire compared to other places, like Iowa. But I don't necessarily think that that the Christie voter has to overwhelmingly go to Nikki Haley. I know that that's the way political consultants think. They're like, oh, this is the anti-Trump lane and the like neocon pro-Ukraine war lane. So if Christie drops out, all these voters will now go to Nikki Haley. But I don't know that that's necessarily true because I think part of the Christie appeal is like the bombastic truth talker, tri-state area you know, tells it like it is guy, right? 
which some of that goes to Trump. <laughs> well, I don't think so anymore. I think that he's the way that you say bleep you to Trump. But if you look at you say that Christie's personality, I, I, th- I think maybe 20 percent will go for Trump from. Christie. But that's still voters. Right. I mean, That's just so people like, who like loud people. But but I mean, but if, I mean, if, like, so. So if Nikki Haley, I, I mean, generously is five points behind Trump. Right. <laughs> generously. Yeah. I mean, very generously. Right. And you say it's 80, 20. Sorry, everybody. And you say it's 80-20. It's like, you know, it's it's still, I, I think Trump still, he's, I think Trump is far enough ahead of her that those Christie voters, like, I think it's enough of a split. I don't think Nikki Haley gets 100% of the Christie voters, and I don't think it's enough to push her past Trump. I just don't. It, it would I be think DeSantis gets upset. some. I think DeSantis gets some. I think Trump definitely gets some because, like, a lot of people like, the straight talking fat guy who's like your buddy from the bar, right? Yeah, but he's saying but stuff that you're not allowed to say about Trump. About Trump, he's echoing Democratic talking. But I don't think Trump. people think that way, right? Trump has said bad stuff about DeSantis, but a bunch of Trump voters still have DeSantis as their second choice because people like the candidates they like to vote for, but they don't necessarily listen to them about who else to vote for. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there are people who like both Trump and Christie. Do you uh, not think so? Uh, I, because they don't really care about Ukraine either way. Well, Christie cares about They're, Ukraine. No, I know. I mean, Trump and Christie both care about Ukraine in different directions. Right. But I don't think, like, your buddy at the bar cares about Ukraine that much either way. Right? right. Like, I think he cares about the personality of the person. I think mostly that the... the, the, the what you have with, what you have with for Christie voters when they look at Trump or Haley is they'll say if we can go to Haley, then when Trump has a heart attack in six months or a year from now, then we can have a go back to having a good establishment D.C. Beltway Republican, and Haley's certainly that she's Jeb Bush, right? Right. And, you know, so there's some talk in the chat. Morgan says nobody cares about Nikki Haley. Tommy says she's a zero. Uh, Mark in the chat says people don't care about Christie's hatred of Trump. I agree with that. I mean, mm. like, I just think that, you know, I obviously some people like Nikki Haley. I've seen some of her bumper stickers. But the people that I've heard saying they like Nikki Haley are like people who follow politics and who are involved in the Republican Party type of people. Right. Don't you, you know? think that there was... Like more passion in 2020 for like Tulsi than Nikki Haley. Oh yeah, and like oh, yeah. she, there was, always passion for Tulsi. Yeah, I mean, there was stuff to be excited about. But I mean, I think, I think that in a way, um, you know, say if you're going to go back to 2020 <clears throat> on the Democrat side, in a way, I think DeSantis is sort of like the Liz Warren of our side. Ooh, like, that's rough, Alice. It's mean, but I mean, I think it's like he checks the policy boxes. He really puts the policies out there and says them. You know what I mean? Like he's saying all the right things. He's really putting the policies out there. He says he's going to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's really like the wonk guy. He is. But he's know? got some Christie too, though. He's got some Christie too, but I'm saying like 2020 Democrat side, right? Right, okay. Right. I think DeSantis is like the Liz Warren. He's like for the people that are ideological, 
want like the real deal policy wise. He's a wonk. He does all the reading. He did the homework. He really has the policies out there. And I think that Nikki Haley is like the Kamala. Oof. I mean, but she is because like the party people like her and she like delivers these one liners. But it's like there's nothing there. Like yeah. she fits in in Washington and she'll like show up and say the stuff. But there's no she's not really that substantive a person. And she falls for everything, which is so annoying, like falling for the Bubba Wallace thing. Yeah, that was everybody awful. knew that there was not a noose in the Bubba Wallace nascar yeah. garage like that if you didn't see through that then that's like that's a well, that's a that mental is, competency that a issue in- and that's like a kamala thing because kamala falls for everything too kamala just oh, yeah. wants to win the room that she's in at the time it's like the nikki haley answer to the slavery question right wasn't there a moment recently when nikki haley said that um that like you do Iowa and then you change your personality yes. and go to New Hampshire. Like I think she really does that because she yeah. thinks like because she does always want to win the room and Kamala mm-hmm. is the same way. Yes. So I mean, I don't know, but I like at the end of the day, we've wasted time even talking about this because all this is moot because Trump's gonna win Iowa and then he's going to win New Hampshire and then he's going to win South Carolina. That's also related to the fact that like Trump is requesting because Melania's mother died to move the trial tomorrow and this wacko who wants to take his business from him has denied it. This wacko who's so in love with TV cameras. And Mm -hmm. now with obviously the the Fonnie Willis stuff, like every time one of these people is exposed as a power crazy psychotic, it's good for Trump. He's no longer the bad guy when that happens. Mm-hmm. And it keeps happening. Morgan in the chat says Marianne Williamson is better than Nikki Haley. Well, you kind of like Marianne Williamson. I hate something about her, yeah. I do. I like the fact that she's like, she's Guinan from Star Trek. There's like, it's all sensitivity and feelings <laughs> and this and that. And then, you know, so yeah. But I do think if you didn't hear the uh, Christie thing tonight, one one thing I liked about it was he worked off the cuff. Another thing I didn't like about it is that he worked off the cuff because he just meandered, meandered, meandered. And he talked about him for a good 25 minutes and how strong he was and how he was not afraid to be booed in rooms and how he was this and that. And it reminded me of his 2012 convention speech, which was supposed mm-hmm. to be for Romney, where he just talked about himself. Yeah. After he had, was in his sweatpants uh, hugging Obama. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was rough. Between him hugging Obama... And the like completely cucked way that he endorsed Trump last mm-hmm. time. Other people endorsed Trump too, but there was just something especially emasculating about the way that Christie oh. endorsed him. I don't know what it was. It oh, was like a hostage video. Oh, totally. And not only that, but like the the thing where his he and his family were on the closed down beach, yeah, like in bad beach chairs that were like ill suited for him. <laughs> his constant use of like of wearing like the softball uniform, which showed a just lower abdomen situation. That <laughs> not only that, but like the, there's a whole bunch of I'm sorry things of him. Amazing sounds I'm making. I'm dying. Alice and I both had COVID, which now has began seizing my lungs today. Yeah, while doing my, my lungs my radio are gone. Show, I, I like, like get out of breath. Yeah, yeah, I do have that inhaler. Downstairs. Anyway, so uh-huh. like w- when Christy was like, there's video of him mowing down at <laughs> baseball games. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like, in the camera, is panned on his eating. It's like there is an unwritten rule for fat guys where you hide it in shame. You do not know. You bring your nachos but to the bathroom. But there's a lot of scenarios when you're running for president where you have to eat in public because you have to go to like the <laughs> Iowa rough. State Fair and like eat things. That's that so whole uncomfortable. Thing. It's so bad. Nobody looks good eating. First of all, uh, that well, uh, you give me uh, Nancy Mace and I'll have that conversation. You want her to go to I, the I, Iowa corn dog? Uh, yes. What foods fried. do we want Nancy, Nancy Mace to eat, Alice? Yes. What foods? Um, phallic ones. <laughs> Alice, just name food. Don't give away the whole thing. <laughs> that is so shallow of you. Um, yeah. Should we get to the Nancy Mace stuff? Yeah, let's get to Nancy Mace. See if Mace I can get stuff. this working. There was a big showdown with Hunter Biden today. They were talking about holding him in contempt of Congress because he wouldn't show up to their hearing. And then he showed up to this like contempt thing. Is Which, that what happened? I oh yeah. So little. then he showed up. They wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So originally they wanted to do a um, a confidential closed door uh, interview hearing with him, right? Which you and that's a, a, a common thing. Is you do the closed door one, and then you do the one where everybody gets a grandstand. So Hunter said first he said yes, and then he said no, and blew them off, and held a presser. This is December thirteenth. Held a presser in D.C. And so now this meeting was talking about how to put. Put him under arrest, essentially. So then he shows up at this one and essentially dares them to start asking him questions. And Nancy Mace, upon his arrival, Nancy Mace goes right after him. And if you, uh, no, forget it. <laughs> Dear fellows, if you have not seen this video, one suggests one watch. Hey, so I'll give her a little more time. Uh, thank you, and then I'll yield to my colleague from Florida. So I'm going to try to be quick here because... No, no, this is the wrong video. That's her talking about... Um, let's start talking about... Um, um, let me find the right one here. Uh-oh, they're starting to spin again here. Gentlemen's time's expired. Chair, recognize Miss Green from Georgia. For no, no, that's Green. That's Marjorie Taylor Green. So Julian fell in the chat. I assume this is mostly Phil typing this right now. Say that uh, the hottest chicks in politics are uh, one, Tulsi Gabbard, two, Marjorie Taylor Green, and three, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> that's cruel. <laughs> not sure that's not... Uh, I'm getting the scrolling. The Partially thing. a troll. Uh, Morgan is endorsing Carrie Lake. Uh, Tommy New Hampshire likes Bovert. 
Uh, yeah, we like Bobert for Nancy Mace is Tom's favorite right now. Although, I mean, AOC obviously is lovely. But Hunter Biden, is this? You were too afraid to show up for a deposition, and you still can't today. Um, I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional subpoena accountable. And I stood with each and every one of you. I am the only member in this room today who has held a member of my own party in contempt of Congress for not showing up for a subpoena. And I see nothing but complete hypocrisy on the other side of the aisle. Series, but Hunter Biden... Uh, I like. I think second. Trump and Nancy I Hunter Biden to be here today. That's my first question. Um, second question: You are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and. M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Hunter Biden. Love it. Love it. Um, but see, this is why I think like Trump and Nancy Mace would be such a good fit in terms of her being on his ticket is because she's like a fighter and like kind of like a crazy, dirty fighter and says these things like this. But she's also like not that ideological. No. And like, the fact she that pissed she was off like, a Christian. Wasn't she the one who, yeah, with, with Tim Scott? Wasn't she the one who said like, yeah, my husband wanted to get laid this morning? I was like, no. T- well, it was her fiance. That was the problem because they weren't married. Right. But and also so she, she was going to stop in for morning sex before I got to like- <laughs> Ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and. M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Because you keep interrupting me. I think that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law. Come on, come on. And the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no oh, oh. matter what your last Point of order, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, oh, you're afraid you of my going? words. Uh, here goes. So you guys aren't to leave me with what Marjorie Taylor Greene starts <laughs> oh. talking. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. Yeah, not an MTG guy because women who who bench press Mm -hmm. a lot of weight make me nervous. But yeah. Yeah. So Morgan brings up in the chat that. Um, there's too many women in politics. And I think this is an interesting point because I see people saying this and like, you know, obviously there's all the like repeal the 19th people, which I'm not necessarily like, I don't have, I do think women are one of the most toxic forces in politics, particularly like the suburban wine mom demo. But um, now you hold on, Alice. I want to, I want to rebut that. A friend but of mine I, but wants my, to rebut that. Can we rebut that? Well, can I just say one thing about it first? Well, because okay, go ahead. Okay. You for, you my rebut friend, it first. Yeah. 
I think it's an interesting conversation, though. My friend, Nora O'Donnell, wants to hear about that. I think you'll like this story. History was made in Minnesota's mm-hmm. capital city of St. Paul today. Or should we say, herstory was made. St. Paul's new city <laughs> council was sworn in this afternoon, made up entirely of women. And get this, six of the seven council members are women of color, and they are all Ooh. under the age of 40. They're all liberal, Four of them too, are new way. members. No. And say that affordable housing <laughs> and access to child care are some of their top home, priorities. Nora. Congratulations to them and the people of St. Paul. I am betting that they get some stuff done. <laughs> I am betting that she's going to regret saying that. Yeah. As soon as the indictments start rolling in. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll check back on St. Yes. Paul in a few months. I don't think... It, initially this morning when you showed me that video, I was like, I'd like to check back in a year. I don't think yeah. it's going to take a whole year for no. us to need to check back. So I'm going to save this my part? Google News like topic, St. Paul politics. Who, who, said, who signed off on her saying, I think you'll like this story? Yeah, We've done a demographic like review. We know there's mostly pansies uh, and uh, dumb view viewers mm-hmm. watch this show. So I think you're going to like this story. <laughs> I know. But so... Here's the thing is I kind of view this like I view term limits where it's like, yes, I believe in term limits. I don't think people like Joe Biden should be in D.C. as a permanent career for like 50 years in politics, Mm -hmm. like sitting around in the Senate for decades and decades. I think it's toxic. I think it's terrible. But what I don't think is that people who believe in term limits should like unilaterally disarm and quit politics and leave the people who don't believe in term limits to be there and run everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the people who are the good guys shouldn't right. like get out of politics because the people who are bad guys are abusing it. Well, right. But, right. So, but that, that's the same way I view the women thing is, you know, I think a lot of women would prefer like not to be in politics, to be honest, you know, but when there's no good men stepping up to run things then you know i'm not gonna say that like strong great conservative women who are way better than the psychotic alternatives running on the other side if they want to step up and run and do politics and like they're better than the alternative then i'm all for it like but yeah i mean i think i think men should step up and do this stuff i I do tend to think this is like a terrible thing, but like I, I think women bosses can be hit or miss occasionally. Yeah. Not uh, to say they're not, there's not women bosses who are a lot better than a lot of men bosses. So I'd take a good woman boss over a bad man boss. Yeah. But there are some women bosses out there. Like I, it's just one of those things that it's like not going to unilaterally disarm and like, kick Nancy Mace and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Congress until, like, there's somebody good to replace them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, my feeling about this is that people like Nora O'Donnell, people like these people who have been elected. Morgan says, how about a compromise? Women can run for office, but they're not allowed to vote. (laughs) The, The problem is, is that... There's a reason why men condescend to women. And one of the reasons a lot that I find is that Nora O'Donnell and these women involved in this and whoever, I'm sure her executive producer is a woman, 
think this is okay. I'm sure you're going to like this story. I bet you these ladies are going to get a lot done. And to have this even as a story, <laughs> it's like there's no man would ever feel the need. And well, I know right. men have been, but I know men have been empowered. And so somewhere, some girl over out there is going to see herself in these women. No man, it doesn't come in being a man, an actual man. It doesn't come with your makeup that you'd ever do. It's just, it's bad sportsmanship. Well, yeah. It's petty. It, be... it looks like you're really trying to compensate for feeling like you're not as good as all the men. Well, right. And they do feel like they're not as good. That's with, the with problem. With a few exceptions. Ann Coulter does not give off vibes of feeling inadequate. Apparently in she said about this all woman city council, I hope none of them has to open a pickle jar. <laughs> yeah, well, Ann Coulter also thinks women shouldn't vote. But so, Ann Coulter is, mm-hmm. she has the wherewithal yeah, well, I'm against. So you could be there, against women voting, but not be against Ann Coulter voting, while the Ann situation Coulter doesn't is have set up chick this way, right? where she feels like that you've got to, where you've got to, uh, you know, oh, let's make a note. Oh, fun! It's all girls, guy. Like guys don't but that's do that. My point and is to that celebrate this stuff and oh, look, it's the premise is belied by having to say it at all in the first place. It's the same thing like the thing I said before about like when you go to the Target. All the t-shirts for little girls say mm-hmm. things like, girls rule the world and the future is female. And there's zero equivalent to that to boys. There's no t-shirt that says boys rule the world because they would be embarrassed to do it because they really do run the world. So it would like seem like gloating. So the girl t-shirt is fake because it's saying something pretend to make somebody feel good. Well, yeah. And, well, and also... Just for the like, if somebody decides to make me Mr. Newburyport um, of February, and it, in other words, like the best looking one, but really just to celebrate my fatness, it's like, mm-hmm. I, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not embracing the fact that I'm just a girl. And this is important. And I, there haven't been girls elected here before because everything's unfair. It's like, right. No. And these, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> and that doesn't mean guys can't be terrible. They, most of them are. Right, but they don't have this. There's not this weakness on display. This weakness on display. I, I've told the story before, and it's a small thing, and nobody would learn that it, it, this was. This is like 1982, and my, me and my dad, and my brother, and some other shaddocks were playing against other relatives a trivia game, mm-hmm. uh, including my dad's cousin, who's a woman. It was men versus women, right? And we were playing trivia pursuit, and anyway. We, one of the questions we got right, and we were beating the girls. And of course, if it was for every reason, but it couldn't be possible that, that we just knew more stuff. It wasn't fair. They all, a lot of these had advanced degrees. A lot of them went to McGill University mm-hmm. up in Canada. So they're very smart. People are literally doctors. I mean, doctors with scalpels, doctors. And so I remember one of the things we got saying, like, whatever, wherever it was, we'll say, like, the, what's it? tallest um, building in the United States and one of us said, oh, the Sears Tower or whatever. And and we had let it be known that we had heard the question before, that we had like played last year and got that. That's how we knew. Mm-hmm. And they demanded that we not get credit for it because we had heard the question before. You're not allowed to learn the answer from Trivial Pursuit. That's cheating. And so they kvetched so much that my dad just said, Knowing okay. stuff is cheating. <laughs> my dad said, okay, that's fine. Okay, ladies, here you go. And my dad was a kind of a he enjoyed a tiny bit of wonderful misogyny. So he said, okay, ladies, here you can have it. We won't take it. And, like, if you're a woman, 
you would say, F you, dude. Go ahead, take that. We'll get the next one in whatever. But no, they took it. They took right. It. Women are also allowed to have played Trivial Pursuit in the past, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so petty. It's this, it's this deficiency. And there's no, there's, there's no reason because women are smart and beautiful and have all the things. They're just different, but they want to be the men. I want to right. be good at all the men stuff, no matter what. Right. Which is ironic. And there's something, yeah, you'd say it's ironic, but there's something especially <laughs> weird and backwards about it because it specifically is set up to make women seem worse. Because if you're measuring women by the yardstick of being men, they are always going to fall short. Yes. So if that's your measure for what's like good and powerful, then women are always going to be worse. But women aren't actually worse. They're just a totally different creature. And so... Right. But so the feminists that want to measure women by like being more like men are inherently saying boy stuff is better and people who aren't as good as at boy stuff are like less human, which is right. specifically the opposite of being pro-woman. Right. And this whole idea is that we need to be able to be in all of the men's spaces. And then they get into the men's spaces and they don't like the way the men are talking in those spaces. Mm -hmm. We have to change the rules of the spaces. It's like, you lamos, just leave us a freak alone. Well, right. It's like the point that Will Ferrell accidentally made when he went to talk to like the women in entertainment thing. And he said, um, remember, he gave the speech like, it's about time we had all the women in charge because we're doing a pretty bad job. Do you remember this? Uh, did we play he was at Yes. He was oh. at the women in entertainment thing and he gave okay. a speech and like, because things haven't been going so well with all the men in charge. And it's like, well, except for all the creation of all of civilization and everything, well. that tiny detail. But like, I don't know. It It's a silly point, but I... I'm over it. But yeah, I mean, to the point about like too many women in politics. Yeah. Like it. I'll take, you know, if if my presidential election choices are Ann Coulter versus Andrew Augustus, I'll take Ann Coulter. But yes. Oh, absolutely. But obviously, like, it would be great if Donald Trump were on the ballot, too. You know, or well, but also like, or like, whoever, I mean, but... look at the, how sharp tongued Margaret Thatcher was. Mm hmm. You know, she stood in there with William F. Buckley as he grilled her, including using some um, uh, chauvinistic, uh, with a C, attacks on her. Right. But women being better than men at men's stuff says more about the state of men in your society than about the state of women, really. Yes. Um. So, you know, if your wife is out there changing your tire for you. While you sit in the Pardon car. me? <laughs> I mean, nothing. I don't know how that's supposed to be. Find another example, please. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Alice, what is the hot sauce? Are you um, still going? Um, well, I kind of wanted to get to the San Francisco story, but maybe we can do that tomorrow because that's really like not time sensitive. Okay. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll talk more about San Francisco. Yes. Um, and actually, that story is as much about media as anything else because mm -hmm. essentially a big... A supermarket is moving, is leaving, closing shop, and we've got four news wraps on it, and only one of the four ever, ever mentions the reason why. Mm -hmm. The other, others just say because they're mean. Right. Mostly people are walking out of the store without having paid for anything, and so Safeway is like, we can't do this anymore. Everybody's stealing so all the things that are in here. So They're voting to demand that, that they stay. <laughs> Safeway stay open. Alice, what is the hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Meyer Wicked hot sauce. Two messages. Um, and they... Uh, 
have a, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where people leave messages for the show. Hey, um, hey. Tom and the Mayor. I'm not sure yes, if uh, you uh, listen to uh, the Fearless podcast, Jason Whitlock's podcast. Sometimes. But he brought up Stephen A. Smith's memory. Yeah, I didn't you were like, listening to this, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't like how he kept saying, and I took him down, I took Stephen A. down, and I just was like... It was Whitlock, a little just, bit self-aggrandizing. Yeah, just get yeah. to the this, this, this show. I, I like him. I think he, like, he's a brilliant writer and like great speaker and one of the best out there. But like this podcasts aren't really taking people down anymore. Memoir is just full of lies. It's a book of lies. Everything's made up. Like he said, he shot 17 straight shots. Um, at a tr- Does Stephen A, a basketball player? I didn't even know that. I've seen him at the Super Bowl walking around. He rocks around like he's Elvis. Like people people want him. He's in demand. That's a cool time for him. Cry out. <clears throat> and he got a full scholarship from a... Um, college in carolina that wasn't giving out scholarships at the time because it was hard like money-wise for the college (laughs) and then every time he comes back there through espn like all all these players he said he played with are like five five or shorter (laughs) it seemed like like he was playing with like um the lollipop guild or something yeah it's ridiculous. I'm Book not surprised, uh, Justin. I'm not surprised because he's he's like a big a bleep talker, showman. Alice does not know who he is, but so he's I've heard uh, of him. he's like he generally delivers on the air because he's like over the top. And I think I've heard of him on KMS. Didn't they talk about his podcast on KMS? Stephen, Stephen A. Smith? Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. But you know, so he's kind of flim flammy. I appreciate him that, that he tries to make um, stuff um, exciting and over the top. I have no, I have no problem with him. I've never talked to him. I'd be happy with talking to him. SFM, Steve Merrimack, Minneapolis City Council. Hi, Steve Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Very thrilled with that story about the Minneapolis City Council, where uh, it's all female now and they're all under the age of forty. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is, if the Minneapolis City Council was a radio station. Their programming would be five days of ragtime, 28 days of the blues. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh. You see? You see, more misogynists, Alice. See the sexism they have to face? MSP. SFM MSP, right? Mm-hmm. Know what MSP, MSP stands for, Alice? Is that the male chauvinist pig? That's exactly right. Steve from Aramac. They call him MSP. Good, right? I don't know. They call him Chauvinist Pig by the River, right? I guess so. Sure. <laughs> Come on. Um, they call her unenthused Alice. Yes, I'm not enthused. Um, okay, thank you guys all so much. Thanks for joining us in the live chat. If you want to do that, that's at patreon.com uh, slash burn barrel. Uh, you can also just listen to the show for free. Um, you can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can leave chat chat messages. They call her not really selling it, Alice. I know. I'm getting distracted by the Low chat. Low energy, Alice. I'm getting distracted by the chat. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read the chat and talk at the same time. It's hard. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.